What's up, everybody? This is Jalen Short, a.k.a. Head Honcho, and I am back with episode 11 of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about um, a couple of games yesterday in the NFL, and we're going to be talking about some um, games in the, NFL, in the NBA as well. Um, first, we're going to start off with my Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, we lost yesterday against the Baltimore Ravens 16-13. to Justin Fields went down with, an, with a rib injury. Um, the specifics of the injury are unknown, but... Before he went down, he went 4 for 11, 79 yards. Andy Dalton picked up where he left off. He had he had a nice performance. He went 11 for 23, 201 yards, two touchdowns. We honestly, that was a game we could have pulled off. I watched the whole game. We could have pulled that one off. And I believe we can build on this. We know where we need to be. I know where we need to be. And Matt Nagy, I, I just feel he doesn't you know, understand the, the 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 gravity of the situation just because guys in the locker room they they know and they believe that they can win games like this especially because Lamar Jackson didn't play yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens their backup was um was in the game for them and this was a winnable game this definitely was a winnable game the defense played great um Robert Quinn he had four tackles three and a half sacks he was amazing yesterday he's one of the one of the best defensive players in the league um, Marquise got Marquise Goodwin. He had four receptions for 104 yards. Darnell Mooney he had five receptions for 121 yards. Robert Quinn, he's going to have to take over, you know, the, the our best defensive player um, because he's he's he can be our best defensive player, even if Khalil Mack is on the field. But Khalil Mack is out with a foot injury that requires surgery. So right now he's going to be our right now. Robert Quinn is going to be our lead guy. He has to make plays. He has to continue to build on performances like this. We acquired Bruce Irvin from the Seattle Seahawks. So we're going to see how he plays. Dan Trevathan played great as well yesterday. He had 13 tackles. So, like I said, we can win games like this. We definitely can pull games like this off. Unfortunately, we didn't yesterday. Baltimore scored a touchdown in the last seconds of the game. I honestly thought we had it pulled off, you know, late in that game. But, you know, hopefully we can build on this and get and, and get back in the win column because this is our fourth straight loss coming off a of bye week um i thought we were gonna you know tie up what we needed to tie up on the offensive end and the defensive end so we're gonna just see how we play against detroit next week hopefully we, we can win against detroit they still haven't won a game yet they lost to um the browns yesterday so hopefully we can win against detroit next we're gonna be talking about the minnesota vikings and the green bay packers Minnesota beat Green Bay 34-31. I'm kind of happy about that because um, even though Minnesota's in the same division, they beat Green Bay. That's all that really matters. So um, Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 33, 385 yards, four touchdowns, had a great game. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, four receptions, 123 yards, one touchdown. Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 115 yards, two touchdowns. And A.J. Dillon added six receptions for 44 yards. Green Bay, Green Bay played well. They played they played the, the game they were supposed to play, but they just got outplayed by the Minnesota Vikings today. Minnesota Vikings, they don't play like a 5-5 five and five team. They they are a great team. They have a great offense. They have a great offensive scheme. Kirk Cousins, he's kind of inconsistent. You know, some games he plays well, some games he doesn't. But this game he played well. He had three touchdowns through 24 for 35, 341 yards. Dalvin Cook, 22 carries, 86 yards. Justin Jefferson had himself a day, eight receptions, 169 yards, two touchdowns. Adam Thielen, he added eight receptions for 82 yards and one touchdown. 
like I said, Green Bay is the best team in the NFC North, but Minnesota's got the best of them yesterday. And like I said, I'm happy to see Green Bay lose, even though we know they're the better team. But next week they have the Rams, and hopefully they lose that one too. The Rams, they have a great team over there in LA. They they do everything well, even though they lost to San Francisco last week. But you know, Minnesota, like I said, they're they they don't play like a five and five team. They're 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 just so inconsistent. But once they get once they get back on track, maybe they can you know make some noise in the NFC North and and, and you know put some wins on the board. Kansas City Chiefs and the Dallas Cowboys. This was the game of the week for me. I really want. I was looking forward to this game. I was looking forward to how both teams were going to play. You know, Kansas City has it's been a little rocky for them this season. Dallas, they've been playing extremely well, extremely well. They are one of the best teams in the NFC for sure, offensively and defensively. But um, Kansas City won that game against Dallas, nineteen to nine. Dak Prescott, he he had an okay game. 28 for 43, 216 yards, two interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott, nine carries for 32 yards. He really didn't have a great game. CeeDee Lamb, he didn't have a great game either. Three receptions for 14 yards. Dallas, they just didn't. I watched that game as well. They didn't, they just weren't in sync the entire game. They didn't, they couldn't get any footing. They couldn't get any anything going offensively. Defensively, they were on their heels most of the game because, you know, Kansas City. They are a great high-powered offense, and Dallas, the Dallas defense, they were just trying to, you know, stay in front of them the entire game and keep, you know, the deep ball from keep them from getting, you know, deep passes and stuff like that. So, Patrick Mahomes, twenty-three for thirty-seven, two hundred sixty yards, one interception. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, twelve carries for sixty-three yards for one touchdown. Tyreek Hill added nine receptions for seventy-seven yards. Travis Kelsey, five receptions for seventy-four yards. And Chris Jones, he had himself a game. He had four tackles, three and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, and one forced fumble. He played great yesterday. He was the one player that that Dallas didn't have an answer for. He kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. He's one of the best defensive linemen in the in the league. And you know, Kansas City hasn't really been known for their defense. They have had okay defenses in the past, but their offense is what really makes them go and makes them win games. And like I said, this was the game of the week for me. I wanted, I kind of wanted Dallas to pull it off, but you know, Kansas City. I feel like they're gonna get, get, they're gonna get back into how they've been playing these past three seasons, and they're gonna get back to Kansas City football, and that's you know trying to outscore you and trying to put points on the board. Um, moving to the NBA, Los Angeles Lakers and Detroit Pistons. That game was crazy. Obviously, you know some some of you have heard it. Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James got into a little scuffle. And I wanted to just speak on that for for, um, a few seconds. Isaiah Stewart, young guy, a big guy as well, 6'8", around 250. LeBron's a big guy as well, around 6'8", 250, 6'9", 250. It was just... LeBron, he's not a dirty player. He has no malicious intent when he plays. And... I believe Isaiah Stewart wasn't thinking of that because when you see, when you see the replay, as soon as LeBron elbows Isaiah Stewart, 
he reaches out and you know he says i'm sorry i'm sorry that was that was my fault and isaiah stewart gets in his face almost as if you know he wants to maybe punch him or something like that or he just wants to let him know that that wasn't okay to do but as security and coaches and players hold isaiah stewart back he starts to charge at lebron and the la lakers bench clears and the coaches clear from the la bench and players carmelo anthony russell westbrook they were on the floor deandre jordan was on the floor anthony davis was on the floor and he just tries to keep coming at lebron keep coming at lebron but you were just in his face and you didn't do anything but now you want to come at him when everyone's holding you back I just don't understand that. You know, guys in the NBA, they don't they don't want to fight. They don't want to get suspended. Everything in the NBA, it's not going to be... If someone gets into altercation, it's not going to be punches thrown. Let's just be honest. It's, it's not. And guys in the NBA, they know that. They realize that, like I said, they don't want to get suspended. They don't want to build a bad reputation for themselves. And... A guy like LeBron, he doesn't need to fight. What is he fighting for? You know, unless it's just there's just blatant disrespect or a punch is thrown. He doesn't need to fight. That's why he was backing up because at the end of the day, it was an accident. And LeBron said it was an accident during the game. He said, I'm sorry, my bad. You can see the replay. He puts his hand out. And Isaiah Stewart really didn't want to hear any of that. He just kept coming and kept coming. And then the clip where he was chasing, where he wanted to chase LeBron in the locker room. I'm just saying like, why would you want to do that? The guy, you were just in, in, in this guy's face and now everyone's holding you back. Now you want to get at this guy so bad and that's just not right to do. And I believe both both need to get suspended. I believe LeBron just needs to get suspended just because that was that play. The elbow wasn't, it wasn't malicious. It was on purpose, but it wasn't malicious. It was an accident. He just tried to box Isaiah Austin out. And he accidentally elbowed him in his eye. He drew blood. And I believe he, he needs to be suspended for one game for that. Isaiah Stewart, he needs to be suspended for two games, I believe, because of the ongoing, of the ongoing, you know, pursuit for LeBron. There's no way that you can pursue a guy like that when you were in his face and now you want to pursue him because you see blood coming out of your eye. That's just not okay. And his teammates trying to hold him back. He bulldozed a couple coaches. Could have hurt one of the coaches. You know, coaches are really, they're typically older guys, you know. So he could have hurt one of the coaches. He could have did anything, you know. He and, and a guy like that, I never knew he had a high temper. I never knew he had a high temper at all. But it was just, it was just like, you can't do that. A young, he's, he just came in the league a couple years. He, he, he can't do that. Especially when you're trying to go at a guy like LeBron. But going to the actual game, Anthony Davis played great. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 blocks. He came up with two clutch blocks on K Cunningham late in the game. And it's almost as if this Lakers team can turn it on and off. And I and that's what I really don't understand about this Lakers team. They're older guys. I understand that. And Anthony Davis needs to be the best player on the floor at all times. But though those guys turning it on and turning it off that's going to be the downfall because early early in that game Detroit controlled the entire game like until the fourth quarter and the Lakers started playing the way they were supposed to play 
Anthony Davis started defending and scoring and getting rebounds. And it's almost as if he even turns it on and off. So that's what I don't understand about the Lakers. That's what I think there's going to be, like I said, their downfall. Just because they're so talented, they can literally put points on the board in no time. Carmelo Anthony added 18 points off the bench. He played great. Russell Westbrook, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. He played great. And that's what you need to see. LeBron, he, he's still um, he's still limited on his minutes. Frank Vogel doesn't really want to throw him in there because he's coming off that ab- abdominal strain. But like, like I said, LeBron is going to do LeBron. LeBron's going to control the pace of the game. He's going to he's going to get his. So the other players on the Lakers team need to figure out how they can put together an entire game. That's it. That's literally all you have to do. Put it, put together an entire game and bring effort, energy, and effort the entire game. And you have to build on those kind of kind of kind of games and those kind of outings against certain teams. But moving on to the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks. Chicago won last night, 109-103 against New York. DeMar DeRozan, 31 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. This is his 630-point game of the season. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the way he's playing this far. Zach Levine added 21 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Julius Randle, although in a losing effort, he had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, just a few words on the Bulls. I've spoken on them in earlier episodes, and the Bulls are just so great, man. Offensively, they're just they're firing on all cylinders. Zach, some nights is Zach has it going. Some nights Demar has it going. Some nights Zach is scoring 35, 36. Some nights Demar is scoring 35 and 36 and controlling the controlling the pace of the game offensively. So we have great chemistry offensively and defensively. Lonzo Ball is one of the best defensive guards in the league. He can do it all, I believe. You know, now he can shoot, he can rebound, he can pass, he can defend. Like He can do it all, like I said. He's athletic. So a point guard like that, a dynamic player like that, firing on all cylinders is a must. He controls our offensive sets. He controls who is where. He puts DeMar in certain spots. DeMar doesn't have to have the ball in his hands the entire game. Zach doesn't either. Lonzo puts guys in the correct spots and plays off of other guys as well. And he can spot up shoot from time to time. So that's great. Like I said in early episodes, our our bench is going to be our downfall. Just because coming off our bench, Kobe White is back. That's great for us. He had 14 points last night. Ayo Dansumu, he, need, he just needs to put more emphasis on defense. I believe he can be a, a really, really big defensive player on our team. He can change the game defensively because of his length. He's 6'7", really long, athletic. If he puts more energy and effort to the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be real, real crazy. And the offensive offensive points are going to come for him just because of the defensive, defensive side of the ball. They are hand-in-hand. So, I believe he can be, you know, Pat Williams. Pat Williams is Pat Williams. He's one. He's I believe he's one of a kind. You know, he's he's long. He can defend as well. He has big hands. He can spot up, shoot. He can take you off the dribble. That was a real big loss for us this season. But Ayo Dansumu can kind of not fill the entire void, but maybe do this do some of the things that Pat Williams can do as far as as far as, far as defending, not offensively, just defending. I believe he can do that and. 
you know, as Caruso, he's one of the higher IQ players in the league. He has shown that he can defend players and the best players at that. And he can spot up, shoot and take players off the dribble and make plays for others. So that's going to be great for us. I can't wait to see how we play for the rest of the season. And I believe we're going to upset some teams and shock a lot of teams as well. Um, Moving on to Phoenix and Denver. Phoenix beat Denver last night, 126 to 97. Phoenix has won 12 straight. Devin Booker, 17 points, four rebounds, seven assists. DeAndre Aiden, 21 points, eight rebounds. Chris Paul, one point short of a double-double, nine points, 10 assists. Cam Johnson had 22 points off the bench. So with Phoenix, it's tough to gauge just because they are a great regular season team. They move the ball. They run in transition. They have a great player in Devin Booker who they can go to late in games. Chris Paul sets everyone up. He puts everyone in the right spots. He's a mid-range king. He's a point guard. So those, all of those things, and they defend well as well. So all of those things, they point to great things for Phoenix. But when they play teams like L.A., that's where it's going to be tough. Just because L.A. has so much offensive firepower so much and I don't believe Phoenix can match that that's why Phoenix is a great off great offensive regular season team because come playoff time space is tightened teams lock up defensively and you see the same things when you're going against one against a team for seven games for a seven game series in the playoffs so like I said, they they may contend for the Western Conference Championship. They may, but against teams like LA, like I said, it's going to be really, really tough for them to to beat those kind of teams. And my pick is still LA to come out of the West. Um, I believe it's not really it's not really close. Utah's up there, Denver's up there, Portland's up there, but LA just has too much offensively. So. That's my take on the Western Conference. And with that being said, this is the end of Head Honcho Sports Podcast, episode 11. I am Jalen Short. Make sure you guys go check out my YouTube channel at Head Honcho Sports Podcast. I have five videos on there right now. Make sure you guys go like, comment, subscribe on those videos. And I will see you guys in episode 12.